Hi there and welcome to the 10th row in the Get Fit By Rowing series and I'm back to the safety of inside today after the randomness of yesterday's alfresco row. Now today's workout we're going to be back up to that zone 5 max intensity VO2 max building workout and what we're going to do is we're going to build on what we did in the very first one of these in week 1 which that one was 30 seconds on, 30 seconds off. And we're going to just increase things a little bit here and we're going to do 45 seconds at max intensity and then 45 seconds rest. Now, obviously that 45 seconds max intensity is not going like up and down as fast as you can and like falling on the ground at the end of it. You have to like measure this out to be able to do it 15 times, okay? So um, if you have a 2K pace, then you're looking at right about 2K minus five, which is right about your 1K time trial pace. If you don't, that's fine. But what I want you to do is to take the stroke rate up to right about like kind of like low 30s, maybe 30, 32, and put in a good amount of push from the legs to get that pace up and the intensity up. And what you should find if you're wearing a heart rate monitor is that after the first kind of one or two intervals, your heart rate will be up at that 90 to 100% of max. That's what you're aiming for in this row. Okay, that's what zone five is, is the 90 to 100% of max. Then you get 45 seconds to recover, then you go into it again, and it's just going to be a great workout 15 times and then uh, have a quick cool down and we're done all right but before we can get anywhere near that we have to do a warm-up okay we're going to do a five minute warm-up today because it's an intense workout but of course if you need to warm up more please do okay it's really important that you're good and warm and ready for today's tough workout now i'm going to concept two today so i need to set up the machine first which for me is going to the drag factor setting it to where i want it to be now i know where it wanted to be so it's already there if you don't set it between the set the lever between four and five for the time being and then watch the video I have on this channel, which will tell you more about Drag Factor. Next up, uh, set your monitor to eye height so you don't have to look up and you don't have to look down. And finally, set your foot stretcher height so you can come into the front of the machine with your shins in a vertical position comfortably, okay? If you're set too high, you can get bound up. If you're set too low, you can go scooting straight past. Bit of discomfort in your toes and loss of power and stuff, okay? So this five minute warm up, first minute, we're just gonna kind of a nice gentle row just to get our bodies moving and then we'll increase uh, intensity as we go through it, okay? Here we go then, in three, two, one, let's go. Right, so I've said, well, pretty much in every warm up so far and I'm gonna say it again, just start off with the intensity as though you were just standing up from a squat. Okay, so just enough of a push with your legs that you can feel the power connecting up through your body and into the handle and that'll help you get in and out of the right body angles for this first stage of the warm-up and those angles are a forwards tilt over your hips into the front of the machine shins vertical arms straight and then you hold those arms straight on that forwards tilt at the initial push of the legs. Then keep pushing for about half of your leg drive and then you swing over your hips and then you pull in your arms. Now it's all about power from the legs, so push a little bit harder to just increase your pace by a few seconds if you have your monitor switched or set to show your current pace to cover 500 meters that is maybe your monitor doesn't show you that in which case you have to work out what you need to see on screen in order to show that you're going faster but always think about 
speed increases being about pushing with the legs and then whether you use that to also increase your stroke rate is up to you so we're going to do 15 second micro bursts for the next three minutes okay so we're going to take it up in pace for 15 and then slow down for 15 so you're ready let's do that now so push a little harder with your legs putting a bit more power maybe increase your stroke rate too as you do so and then let's ease off for 15 seconds there's proper structured ways to do this kind of a ramp warm-up I have one on this channel but we're just gonna do it this way today so here we go let's do another one push harder with the legs either get back to the pace that you did last time round, or maybe even try and go a couple of seconds faster still and ease off I mean what you're trying to do here is get yourself nicely warmed up for the main session so let's take one more let's go fast again remember pushing hard with the legs isn't just about putting power into the machine you should also get a faster drive speed from it and increase stroke rate slow down if you've got a heart rate monitor on you should see your heart rate starting to drift up in this warm-up okay let's go fast again push harder maybe go faster still higher stroke rate I'm up at 28 strokes a minute right now one more ease off and we'll do two more of these micro bursts two more strokes and we'll go fast again ready let's go make sure to use this to get warm up or warmed up not just your muscles but your cardio system too one more your muscles can be warm but if you're if you haven't quite taxed your breathing system yet it can be a bit of a shock when you start a row like today's okay last one of these maybe take it up to that 30 strokes a minute pace one stroke every two seconds good old push with the legs one more and let's paddle home we'll do the single leg drills and the arms and body only and then legs only drills in the cool down right have a quick drink keep moving up and down the rail remember to keep warming up if you need to but I will quickly go over what we're doing today uh, and we'll get into our main session okay then I'm hoping you are nicely warmed up I'll go through this as quick as I can so your heart rate doesn't come down too fast what we're doing is 15 45 second intervals with 45 seconds rest in between 
and you're going to do those 45 seconds at a really high intensity okay this is about zone five heart rate training your heart rate between 90 and 100 percent of max from an effort out of 10 point of view that means you are working at 9 to 10 out of 10 and if you have a 2k training pace then what you're looking at is kind of 2k minus five or faster through each of these now don't worry if your pace starts to fade as you go through, if you like literally just can't keep your pace up, that's perfectly fine, that's what today's training is about. But I don't want you to purposefully ease off just because you're finding it a wee bit tough and like, oh, I'm gonna take it easy. That's not the point. The point today is to keep that effort and heart rate up at maximum at zone five, okay? In order to build your system. And I'll just say in, in sync rather than in a description, this is a really tough workout. Please, if your body isn't used to this kind of uh, effort and stuff, don't do it. Check, make sure that your body's okay. Check with a doctor, a physician or someone and say, am I okay to do this kind of a workout? Because this is a really tough workout and I don't want you to do anything to damage yourself, okay? I don't often say that actually in the video, but I figure today we really should, all right? So I'm gonna have a quick drink. and we shall get going, okay? You ready for this? High stroke rate, high power. In three, two, one, go. So I wanna get up to that 30 to 32 strokes a minute. And for me, that kind of guides my pace anyway. So rowing at 32 strokes a minute. I'm at 1 minute 40 pace. So let's see how that continues through this workout. 10 seconds. 3, 2, 1. Right. Now, 45 seconds rest is a good one to just let you settle down, but you're not gonna to recover too much. Your heart rate won't drift down too much. <laughs> Trust me. Don't worry if you're nowhere near zone five yet. It'll take a while for your heart rate to drift up to there, maybe two or three intervals. If you want to ease your back into this, start doing some light rowing now, so you're not taking the first stroke as a dead weight. Otherwise, we're going in seven seconds time. Five, four, three, two, one, go. And this is where you can start to gauge your consistency. You know what pace you were rowing at in the last interval, so Try to stay close to that. Unless, of course, the first interval was really easy. In which case, go faster. 10 seconds. Four. Three. Two. One. Ooh. There you go. So hopefully you'll soon settle into the pace that works best for you at the heart rate you want to hit. I averaged 
142 on that interval. Uh, right, hang on. 15 seconds to go if you want to do a light rowing. Don't worry about my pace. The only reason I'm going to talk to you at all about my pace is just so you know whether I'm having to back off or not. Five, four, three, two, one, go. And even then, if I find it tough and find my pace starts to slip, I don't want you to think that you have to. It's not permission for you to. But I just want to show you that we're going through this together. I'm putting in the same amount of effort I'm asking you to put in. Four, three, two, one. So just interval three. It's funny how you get brain fog. How to put money? on that being interval four. <laughs> Strange. So to work out like this, to be honest, heart rate kind of goes out the window. 15 seconds if you want to do light rowing. It should just really be about effort, about knowing that you're putting in everything. Six, five, four, three, two, one. Go. But this is why I'm saying to do it at kind of 30, 32 strokes a minute is that I want you to still be controlled when you're rowing. So you're not just whipping up and down the machine you're still thinking about power in each stroke. Five, four, three, two, one. Because a high stroke rate isn't enough. I could row at a high stroke rate and go nowhere. So you have to make sure to be continuing to push with the legs, okay? That's where the power and the effort comes from. 15, if you want to start light rowing. If I had a drink yet, I don't think I have. Remind me to have a drink in the next one. Seven, six, five, four, three, two, one, go. So really just think about that solid push out from the front with your legs. And at this stroke rate, if you have straight arms and a forward tilt as you push, you really should feel that hanging sensation 
as you hang off the handle. Four, three, two, one. I'm still at 141 averages. third of the way through the lesser known Bon Jovi signal, signal. Whoa, we're a third of the way there. Oh, Ooh. 15 seconds. 10, sorry, I'm not even speaking to you now. Seven, six, five, four, three, Two, one, go. And this is kind of one of the reasons I do talk technique so much. Is that on a row like this, you really do need to be connecting to the drive as your feet push in and your hands connect to the flywheel or water wheel in order to get the effort in. Three, two, one. Because oh. if you're not connecting at the front, you probably won't feel that real weight of the stroke to be fighting against and to really put the intensity up. Ooh, intensity is definitely up in the roll long house, I'll tell you that much. 15 seconds to go. Right, breathe. Seven, six, five, four. Three, two, one, go. And in fact, breathe is a great thing to remember at this stage. As you get through the middle sections of this workout, your breath plays a much more important role, especially for a VO2 max workout like this one. Three, two, one. Good drink. Oh. also important to catch your breath in the recovery sections. Okay, 15 seconds to go. We're gonna pass the halfway point in the next one. Seven, six, five, four, three, two, one, go. 
and this is where rhythm having a rhythm really comes into play just returning to your breath if you can find a rhythm to breathe that's in harmony with your stroke you'll find you'll control it a lot better four three two one oh. Ooh. Ooh. make sure to just have a bit of a wobble on your seat if you haven't moved your backside yet just ease that pressure on your sit bones I'm not really giving heart rate readouts hang on I'll tell you the next one less than 15 to go 10 Okay, five, four, three, two, one, go. So the other thing about rhythm is your stroke rhythm, especially the handle away. You want it fast, but smooth, okay? Don't throw it away from you use it to trigger your forwards tilt so that you're in position before your knees bend four three two one 166 95 Oh no, 170 now. 170 is 98% of max for me. So I'm right where I should be. How many have got left? 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15. 15 seconds to go. Six intervals to go. 10 seconds. Keep the pace up. Four, three, two, one, go. I only recovered down to 151 after those 45 seconds. So it shows how hard my heart is still needing to work to get oxygenated blood around my body and CO2 out of my muscles. Three, two, one. Uh, two thirds of the way there. Ooh.
And that's kind of what you want. Your heart rate doesn't recover too much. You're kind of always at high exertion. Five, oh sorry, 15. Five, what's he saying? 10. Five, four, three, two, one, go. So these 45 second rests let you recover enough to be able to complete the session but it's your body is kind of having to purr along at a high rate the whole time okay. all right five four three two one one 39.2 I think my stroke rate has increased a bit I'm up at 33 average right now but I'm pleased that I'm actually going faster than how I started 15 seconds We're almost there. Seven, five, four, three, two, one, go. Because after all, if you were to just sit down and row at this pace, you'd probably only last three, maybe four minutes before total exhaustion sets in five four three two one oh and That's from a muscular point of view, really. So these rests give your muscles a chance to recover enough to go again, to be able to row this powerfully for a lot longer than three or four minutes. But your body or your cardio system is having to work pretty much 90 to 100% max the whole time. 10 seconds to go. Three to go. Four, three, two, one, go. Sorry, that was confusing. I was trying to count intervals. 13, 14, 15, so yeah. And this is really where if you've got more to give, I want you to give it. You've only got three chances to really hit max. 
15 seconds. Five, four, three, two, one. One thirty-eight point three. I listened to myself. 172 heart rate, oh, which is oh, 99% of the max. 15 seconds to go. Just got a message from David Jeffrey. 10 seconds to go. Saying, How do I roll at 32? Four, three, two, one, go. It's a bit late to be saying it. But that's where the handle away and good posture really come in to play. I could go a lot faster stroke rate than this. If I just got the handle away a little quicker. Five, four, three, two, one. Oh, a bit slower. 138.7. But it's not just about the handle, it's about your posture just tilting you forward. If you have a poor posture and you have to rise up and forwards, that'll knock a couple of strokes per minute, 15 seconds to go, off your top end stroke rate. Okay, last one. Give it everything. Four, three, two, one, go. I want this one, unless you are absolutely exhausted by now. I want this one to be your fastest interval. So push with the legs, higher stroke rate. Keep that forwards tilt, straight arms. As you push, then add power from that swing and the final pull. Three, two, one. Oh. Hug oh. oh. zone stopped. reading my heart rate oh because I didn't have the 45 seconds extra on the end oh but I finished at 98 percent of maximum so I'm going to figure due to the delay between my Apple watch and the app 
that by the time uh, I actually finished the interval, my heart rate was up at max. If my, my zone, which I'm also wearing, graph worked today, which it usually does, but if it does, then that should have popped up in the background while I was just talking heart rate. Oh, whew. Right. Don't wanna, don't wanna spend too long recovering in between, but just a minute or so while you load two minutes into your monitor, which I've done quickly and easily using the ErgZone app. Have a drink. Oh, and we're gonna do, oh, uh, a minute light rowing and then 15 seconds of the drills, okay? So here we go in three, two, one, go. So really, this should just be your initial warm-up pace or maybe like the second minute of your warm-up pace. If you have a 2K training pace, then kind of aim between 2K plus 20 and 2K plus 30. Kind of four out of 10 effort. This would be a UT2, 50 to 60% heart rate. But because your heart rate will still be dropping down from today's main session, it's unlikely you'll be down there yet. So in 15 seconds time, for those who want to join in with drills, we'll take one foot out. Oh, two more strokes. One more. And take your foot out and put it on the ground. Continue rowing. Just pivot backwards and forwards, like onto your toes and then onto your heel of the foot that's on the floor. But then do think about proper compression. Don't go too far forwards for the leg that is strapped in. Oh, hang on, I've done the full 30 on. Tell you what, we'll do another full 30 on the other leg. Just to get this. I think this is probably more important than the other two drills just to help ease your back off and stuff. Sorry, I've kind of messed this up. If you want to do the arms only or the arms and back only and the legs only, I'll quickly show you what that means and you can maybe do it, pause the video and come back to stretching. So legs only rowing, forwards tilt, arms straight. Just push out with your legs, not too hard, because you're only concentrating on holding your position and the timing between your feet and your hands. And then the opposite of that is uh, body and arms. Just swing over your back, pull in your arms. Swing, pull, out with the arms, rock forwards again. Rock, pull, push, rock. Rock, pull, push, rock, okay? Uh, I you could do them now while I'm quickly describing the stretching thing if you're Hopefully you've seen enough of my videos, you know what's about to happen. So stretching, uh, please, if you don't, even if you don't have time, please stretch your quads, your hamstrings and your glutes, okay? Because they'll have taken the biggest battering during that row. If you have time and space for a stretching mat, Stretchy John has just appeared. He will take you through guided stretching if you have a mat. And I will take you through guided stretching if you don't and you only have the space around your machine to work with, okay? So 
gonna do hamstrings first. So put your feet back in the straps, maybe slightly loose so you can flick your toes slightly against the straps. Hands in the air, legs straight, fold forwards. So much like that kind of hinge that I talk about during the rowing stroke itself, you hinge, fold forwards. And that should, as long as you've done that fold forwards and your legs are straight, you should get a nice stretch right into your hamstrings, okay? You can, of course, hold on to your ankles or touch your toes, but please don't pull yourself forwards. Don't like yank yourself into that stretch because you could cause injury doing that. Yes, you will stretch yourself more than you possibly are right now, but much like a rubber band, you can overstretch and ping, and you don't want to do that. Do you want to cause damage? If you want to do anything, find this position. And then if you're like me holding onto your ankles and you've been here for 20, 30 seconds, just walk your hands forwards a little bit more down to the, another part of your feet. Or if you're touching your toes, you can like curl your toe, your fingers around your toes or something. Something that naturally moves you forwards, but you're not pulling yourself forwards. Right, glutes next. One leg up on the rail, which is easier on my concept too, it must be said. Other foot comes over, so my heel is in the crook of my knee. And then I bring this knee across my body, so I have a straight line between my face, my knee and my foot. Hold it in place with one arm, and then I rotate round and hold on to the back of the machine. Holding on to the back of the machine is optional, of course, but it's there for stability but also it does kind of guide you into that rotation round, okay? Um, and you get a nice spinal twist from it as well, which can be useful. Uh, again, you don't want to be forcing yourself into this. You don't want to be uh, like really trying to rip your, your, like pop your leg out your hip by pulling this leg too much. And you don't want to be really kind of pulling yourself with the back of the machine. Everything should be natural when it comes to these stretches. So same again with the other leg. Hold that one in place, rotate round. You're kind of just using your natural, um, it's not flexibility, what's the natu natural tension, would that be it? Of your tendons and things, not really tension. Tightness, no. Elasticity, maybe? Hmm. Uh, where you're just kind of moving and moving into it uh, and holding it just enough that you've just kind of got within that nat natural uh, elasticity to add a stretch. Right, quads next. So I put one finger on the monitor to steady myself. I flick the opposing foot up and then hold it in place against my backside. And then I try not to fall over. <laughs> um, it's almost like I say the words fall over and that's the trigger for me to then fall over or start getting, losing balance. Yeah, like Pavlov's dog. Um, yeah, so for this stretch, it's about getting it right into the front, the big meaty part of your leg, of your thigh. If it's up too high, that's your hip flexor and we're stretching that next, so you're doing something weird. Change legs, Ugh. and you'll notice that as I do this, I'm holding on to the upper part of my foot um, rather than my toes or even my shin. I think if I was holding on to my shins, I wouldn't get enough of a stretch. If I was holding on to my toes, I'd probably be hyperextending the tendons coming off my toes, which can cause injury, both to the tendons on my feet and possibly my shin muscles as well. Right, let's move on to those hip flexors. Move my water bottle out the way. And I'll continue to do the par physio version. So one foot in front of you with a knee above it, one foot behind you with the knee kind of in front of it, but on the ground, so you have a 90 degree angle both sides. 
and then you squeeze like tense that glute, just kind of think right of tensed, and then lean back slightly. And a combination of tensing that glute and the lean back will get you right in here. Because it must be said, the way I've been doing it before with the shifting your body weight forwards, I've had, had quite a, a long stretch down my entire quad, not just the hip flexor. And so maybe I was actually poorly like stretching it, and that's why I'd say I said a couple of times about toes up versus toes down for me. And maybe that's the problem is that I wasn't doing it right. Whereas this way, oh, swapping legs, let me sure, tense that glute, and then lean back slightly. It's a very localized, I feel it right in the hip flexor. And as being, I'm currently trying to recover from some kind of hip flexor damage caused by <laughs> running in anti-clockwise circles too much. It's true, I was fine until I did the high rocks events, which are anti-clockwise laps. And so you're doing, Manchester was three laps of a kind of a square circuit. So um, that's 12 corners, uh, eight times at speed, and they're like sharp turns. And through that, I've done damage to both my uh, left hip flexor and left piriformis, it seems. Hey, the body, eh? Right, let's do forearms next and wrists. So put your hands in front of your face, push them together, and then bring them down in front of your body. And as they get into that kind of, as your wrists and forearms become parallel with the ground, um, you should feel that you get that stretch going into your wrists and forearms. And if you're pushing your hands together, then your fingers should get a nice little stretch too, which as being that was a max effort uh, row, your fingers may be, depending on how you're holding the, the handle. Remember, you wanna be hooked over the handle, okay? You don't wanna be gripping out the death grip. Um, but yeah, your fingers can take a little bit of a, uh, can just take quite a lot of force. Then, especially if you're getting that hang. Remember I was talking about if you push in the right position and really push hard, you should feel like you're hanging, floating off the handle. Then because all the force is going through your fingers hooked like that, um, you can start to get a little bit crampy in your fingers. So that stretch can help that. Let's do shoulders next. So straight hand straight out in front of you, bring it across your body, use your other arm to pull it into place and hold it there. So there we go. But anyway, so um, today's row was hopefully uh, for you, as long as you put in the effort, what it was intended to be, which was a super hot spicy row, okay? And the reason I'm saying this is that today I made the decision uh, when uploading the previous row, if that makes sense, <laughs> um, uh, that I'm bringing back the chilies. So I used to, when I started this off, um, or went like really focused on it back in what, 2019, uh, 2020, um, I used to have little chilies on each of the thumbnails on YouTube. Uh, a, a green, orange, and red one, and they were just a, a really simple way. You looked to see what the chili was, and you knew whether it was going to be an okay low intensity, a mid hard intensity, or a maximum super spicy inten intensity row. And they kind of just through trying to work out what to do with thumbnails. I, I keep on getting things from YouTube experts telling me that my thumbnails aren't uh, aren't good enough. Um, and so I've kind of been toying with different ways to make the thumbnails, and it really doesn't make a difference. I've, I mean, I've just hit the same viewing figures the whole time. So I figured, just for the ease of people who are trying to find what workouts I have on here, I've gone back to the chilies again. So this time they hold a little sign, or there's a little sign next to them. It'll tell you what zone heart rate you're in. Hang on, let's do uh, biceps next. So hands behind you like a ski jumper. Rotate your thumbs outwards, which stretches the long head of your bicep, and will hopefully give you a nice stretch. But yeah, um, so they all have a little sign next to them telling you what zone 
heart rate zone that that row is going to be in. Um, but really, all you have to do is look at the color and you'll know if it's green, that's a low intensity. If it's red, that's a top intensity like today's. And if it's uh, orange, that's the kind of tempo, hard intensity in between. Um, yeah, I'm not going to go back through all of my previous rows and do that because that would because it takes a while actually to even to change the the eight that I'd already made. Uh, that still took me like half an hour to go through them, so I'm not going to go back through every single row I've ever made. Of course, if somebody's willing to do it for me, <laughs> I can throw you all my Photoshop files uh, and you can do it. All right, let's move to uh, triceps next. Wee bonk. Okay, so hand up in the air and then it comes down to touch your spine. Your elbow's now pointing mostly in the air, but then you use your other. Uh, arm to just ease it back into place. Um, well, not into place. Ease it back so your elbow is now pointing straight up, and that should give you a nice stretch into your tricep. Um, you can do things like lean to the side to add in a, a stretch of your intercostals and things here if you wish, but uh, that's entirely up to you. I'm just going to focus on triceps because I do have very tight triceps, and I think this is part of the reason I've got this ulnar nerve issue in my right arm. I'm just, to be honest, I'm a walking injury right now between. My hip flexor, my piriformis on my left leg, my uh, SI joint, lower back spasm, which is starting to ease up finally, my right elbow, which has a ulnar nerve issue, and my left elbow, which still has this weird tennis elbow thing where I, I just have to breathe on it and it flares up, which isn't fun. Let's swap our arms for our final tricep and our fin final move of this stretch. Uh, sorry, I've been kind of bouncing around topics of conversation in this stretching session, haven't I? Between my chilies and my injuries and, uh, and all that kind of stuff. But hopefully, listen, you need to stretch. And so, and actually the longer you stretch, the better those stretches are for you. So, ooh, BBC News alert, what's happened? More than a million NHS staff in England to get 5% pay rise. Hmm, wonder if they'll be happy with that. I'm not gonna make any political comments. Other than say I support the nurses and doctors, so <laughs> I think you'd be daft not to. Right, okay, uh, I'll go away and read that. <sighs> Suddenly, yeah, I try and stay away from talking about things like that here. You don't, you don't need to hear me and my political views and things, and who cares? I think I once, once at one point I made some kind of comment and I actually felt so bad in the edit suite that I cut it out and there was an awful jump cut, but I just couldn't, I just, yeah, yeah that's not why you're here. It's like Dolly Parton. I am the Dolly Parton of rowing. <laughs> that just made me think, can I get a blonde wig or a blonde thing for my thumbnail? Let's see, if I'm wearing a blonde wig in the thumbnail, this is exactly why. This moment in the video explains why I have a blonde wig in the thumbnail, okay? It's because I've just decided that I'm the Dolly Parton of rowing and I'm, I don't really want to go anywhere near politics and all that stuff, so I just... Uh, I, just want to sing some country music to you. No, really, you don't want me to sing country music to you. It's bad enough when I try and sing Bon Jovi at you, so. Anyway, thank you so much for doing this roll. Please let me know how you got on with it. Please let me know if you made it this far. Remember, if you're gonna leave any kind of comment, use the get fit with roll along hashtag, just so that I know you're, you've made it this far, really. Um, yeah, and let me know how you got on with it. Was it uh, tough enough for you? Did it take you a while to get into it? Uh, do you feel fitter and stronger than the previous fast max intensity rows that we've done before? Do you feel that the fitness is working for you? Are you getting fitter as we are in uh, the 10th row of this uh, series, which is kind of the third week if you're doing these four sessions a week, which is entirely up to you. Uh, but yeah, let me, just let me know how you're getting on so I can uh, f just find out and be happy or sad if it's uh, effective or not effective for you. It certainly is for me. I did 
did a uh, hour and a half uh, Zwift bike ride on Sunday uh, with very little bike training and the fitness had all come from this uh, training series and I managed to go faster than I really thought I would have been able to so I was quite happy so hopefully it's the same for you do do let me know whether it's on YouTube or Facebook or Twitter or Instagram or somewhere else who knows um, never really done Reddit uh, yeah anyway so until uh, the next row which hopefully will be row 11 if you're continuing this series or one of many of my other videos that I have here on this channel until then row well be well bye bye